0: Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click & Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun, City, Cruise, USA, Worldwide and camping holidays. Today we're going to be talking about a few cities across the UK. The UK is filled with fantastic cities and towns to visit with over 2 million visiting from Ireland each year. It's an ideal choice for a weekend getaway as it's just so close and can be cheap and cheerful uh, if you get it at the right time. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the main city that people flock to for a weekend away, London, and two great cities to visit if you've already ticked London off your list. For this episode, Stephen and I are joined by Wes again, who is a London expert I'm going to be talking about Edinburgh and Stephen, fresh off a visit for a football match, is going to tell us all about Liverpool. So, let's we'll start with you, Wes, and all your London expertise.
1: Hi, guys. So, yeah, I lived in London for 13 years. 13, uh, wow. Yeah, so it was a pretty long time. It's an amazing city. Um, it's one of those cities that has something for everyone, whether that's food, theatre, culture, museums, fashion, Everything it, it and that's probably why I loved it and stayed mm-hmm. there for so long. Um, it's it's amazing. It also it's great in terms of there's a lot of free stuff to do over there as well. So you can actually spend a whole day going around visiting loads of museums and things like that, Mm. and they're all free. Some of my top favorites would be the National History Museum, the National Gallery, the Science Museum. If you have kids, Mm. the Science Museum is fascinating. It's you literally could spend like four or five hours there. It's amazing. And then of course the V&A, the Victoria and Albert Museum, Mm. amazing. Always has great exhibitions some exhibitions you may have to pay in for like they did the Alexander McQueen there as well. Amazing. So yeah, but it's it's a fantastic city. I would say if you were going there for the weekend, one thing that you must do is the hop on hop off bus yeah. tour.
0: Essential for any it's, city break.
1: Yeah, it's amazing with there it'll, it'll, if you Leave that for a day. It'll get you all your sights. Uh, Tower of London, Big Ben, Buckingham Palace, Trafalgar Square. You'll cover everything. Mm. Uh, so just really a good way to get around the city as well. Um, the prices, it's really good. Like an adult is from, one day is from about £28. For the uh, hop on, hop off. Hop off, yeah, yep. for the day. Family of four, two adults and two children. You're probably looking in and around
0: £74. So it's mm. not bad. The mm. last time I was there, which is probably my i don't know eighth or ninth time in london i did it and it was my first time doing it and it was brilliant
1: oh it's fantastic like, absolutely brilliant yeah and i would say as well if you are going to london you will have to use the underground at some point so i would recommend getting an oyster card because mm. they do come in cheap because uh, it's like your leap card it's yeah. like your leap card here exactly because travel in london is expensive Whenever I sell London to clients, I always try and get them within Zone 1. Mm. Now, zone 1 covers a, covers a huge, vast area. The main so area
0: they'd be in when they're in yeah, London. Yeah.
1: Um, but then they're only having to get a travel card for one or two days in Zone 1. Mm. Whereas if you're outside in Zone 2 or Zone 3, it can be much more expensive. Mm. So, yeah, definitely, if you're in there for a couple of days, you're, you are going to be using the Underground. Do get an mm. Oyster card. It will save you money in the end,
2: I would say. Definitely. Is it easy to use? Yeah, it's, it's tough. But is the underground easy to use itself? Uh, is it is yeah. it complicated or simple? No,
1: I, I found it like I found it very easy. I didn't I found the one in New York more confusing. The metro system in New York I found much more confusing yeah. than Thanks. the underground in London.
0: Once you have a general gist of where you're going, it's yeah. really straightforward okay. to use.
1: I would suggest if you can use it off peak so not in rush hour is probably the best because in rush hour, it can be very overwhelming. Really? Even after 13 years there, I used to hate traveling on the tube and rush hour. So if you're if you're traveling and you can do avoid rush hours. So your peak times between kind of, you know, seven to nine mm-hmm. and five to seven in the evenings, if you can because it can be overwhelming. They mm. are busy. You they know, are and super busy. I do, yeah. and like whatever
0: sh- about the Lewis or the Dart being busy, London is a whole other level. Oh.
1: And remember your etiquette, you know, stand, you have to stand over to one side because people will push down you. If walk, you if you're, Stand on the right, walk like on, on the left. On the left, exactly. Really? Yeah. really? Yes. It's, you oh, yeah, know. People
0: are very aggressive about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's a very fast paced city. Yeah. So yeah. people are always on In the move, rush. you know, and. I I suppose like is I when I lived there I worked in Piccadilly Circus so you'd be pushing past people and you're like get out of my way I'm trying to get to work mm. so you just have to be aware you okay, know it's yeah. it's but it you know it is fantastic mm. uh, when you go to London I think the three things that I think everybody should do when they go to London is a you have to go on the hop on off hop off bus and then you have to go see a show mm. in the West End 100%. you you just it's just one of the highlights uh, and having I worked in theatre over there for eight years. Uh, I worked on the Book of Mormon for three years in London. Oh, really? Amazing! Yeah, Still I was, fun to see that. Oh, it's it's a phenomenal show. And one bit of advice I would give anybody going over and they're looking to go see a West End show and they want to book tickets, is don't people get fooled by all these places in Leicester Square, the ticket discount places. Mm. I would say if you if you're going over to London and you know that you want to go see the Book of Mormon, Mm. go into the box office at the Prince of Wales and ask them what seats they have available, because the theatre box office will always give you the better deals. Because when you think about it, these ticket agencies have to mark up because they have to pay. there was cases when. Yeah, there was cases when I worked at Book of Mormon, you'd have customers coming over to me saying we paid £95 for these seats and I'm there. They're not great seats. And I'm like, Yeah, but if you had to come to us and book to our box office, you would have paid thirty two fifty. Oh my god. Jesus. So that's a huge tip. Don't be fooled by and if you're if the tickets are cheap, you can probably guarantee you're probably in a box side view. Uh, or you're up in the gods. And mm. if you're happy with that, then of course. If you just but want I, the experience. Yeah, I would say definitely go to the box office of the theatres because you can ask for a thing. In most theatres in London have what's called day seats. So depending on like the front row, they will always reduce at a rate. And that might be because you may have to look up slightly. Right. Um, or there might be some parts of the stage hidden but generally the view is amazing living there uh, that's how I went to see theatre all the time I would go in and ask for the day seats but mm. you have to go in in the morning so if you're going to see a show tomorrow you'd have to go to the box office at about 10am and say oh look I want to come tonight do mm. you have any day seats available normally
2: you get them for like three quarters of the price mm. that's so that's tip. how I used to go see my shows can you book there. Can you book them online can you yeah. book all the tour like are the, all the, the theatre you know, weeks or months in advance online.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's just another great tip, if you are in London for, during the week, most theatres in London have a Wednesday matinee, always compared to the rest of the week because theatres work on dynamic pricing. Mm. So if you're in London Monday to say Friday or and you can make a Wednesday matinee, you will always get cheaper tickets then uh, towards the weekend or during mm. the evenings because, as you can imagine, the Wednesday matinees are harder to sell. Mm. So the tickets are reduced greatly. So if you're in around those times, go to a Wednesday matinee. You'll get really nice seats for kind of half the price of what you would have paid for that night. That's oh, very brilliant.
0: Yeah. And what would be your top shows? Uh, I love in London
1: uh, well they're they're constantly changed like I'm back in Dublin now uh, and they're always moving but mm. the, the ones that are still there that I think everyone should go the Book of Mormon but if and no children you have to be over 16 at <laughs> least mm. for the Book of Mormon because the content is very adult mm. uh, but yeah but your records like Les Mis is phenomenal mm. The Lion King um, Matilda if you have a family and you have oh, kids brilliant It is phenomenal, like Matilda, Lion King, uh, Phantom of the Opera, another classic. It's been there for years, but it's it's an an amazing production. Mm. Um, And then uh, London has a lot of, uh, if you're into theatre, it also has a lot of like um, off West End stuff. So there's a lot of smaller theatres that do amazing productions, like Mm. smaller venues here, like The Project and places like that in Mm -hmm. London. You have uh, the Trafalgar Trafalgar Studios. Uh, what's a couple of the others there but you could just look it up off Mm. West End but they always do great productions at really low value
0: amazing so what are your other things people should do when they go to London
1: Uh, so whenever I have friends going to London the one thing I always tell them to do is go to the Sky Garden Mm. so it's uh, London's highest uh, public garden it's in Fenchurch Street and it's beautiful because it gives you 360 degrees of spectacular views across the city Uh, and the best thing of all it's free brilliant Uh, So the view at the Shard is great, but it can be pricey, especially if you have a family of four or five of you Mm. can work out pricey, whereas Mm. the Sky Gardens is free. Now, you do have to book in advance and they book up to three weeks in advance. So Mm. if you just type Google Sky Garden London, it'll give you all the info on the website. But it is amazing. basically, it's a garden in the sky. Brilliant. Uh, It's got like lots of uh, observation decks. It's got a lovely open air terrace as well. Gorgeous. Uh, They've got a full bar up there so you can have a drink up there, there enjoying go, all the views. Rooftop bar. <laughs> but cool. it is like whenever I have Tick. friends I'm like book book the Sky Garden. Yeah. Uh, there's a lovely rooftop they have a lovely restaurant as well at the top. There's a delish, wow. delicious kind of British contemporary so a lot of um, fish and meat mm. they do a great vegetarian option there as well uh, and I would suggest if you are going there again you have to book in advance but book if you can kind of sunset going into the night mm. the views are spectacular I'd say mm. so yeah it's amazing
0: I'm gonna put that on my list for yeah, the Sky next time Sky Garden there. It's,
1: a, it's a hidden gem because <laughs> all my friends when they come back they're
0: like oh my god Wesley that was amazing
1: it's not hidden anymore no yeah, well, <laughs> <not> hidden <laughs> anymore. but I would say if you are going within the next couple of weeks and it is booked out do go in because they do reserve amount of tickets for walking guests on mm. the day and you have to go between uh, certain times so it's between 10 and 11 11:30 thir- in the morning and then 2 and half 4 in the afternoon so if you're going in the next couple of days just give it a chance you never know mm. yeah. you don't ask you don't get and,
2: and just just this? regarding you now obviously flying in there's Ryanair, Aer Lingus
0: mm. multiple m- airports
2: multiple airports multiple amount of flights um And there's always a debate, is Gatwick or Heathrow... Uh, the favourite or the easiest to get in and out of what was your what was your two I always faves, go Stansted and get the train into you Liverpool Stansted, Street
1: yeah mm. Stansted is great because you've got the Stansted Express straight yeah. into Liverpool Street mm. so easy but for me personally I always go Heathrow yeah uh, because you're on the you just jump on the Piccadilly line at Heathrow and it takes you right into central London yeah. as well mm. uh, for me it, it was it's always been the handiest route really London Gatwick Stansted Heathrow they all have the Gatwick Express the Gatwick Stansted yeah. Express Mm. The only thing is, is the express like the Stansted Express, the Gatwick Express are expensive. Mm. So if you have again, if you have a family of four or five, the Gatwick Express and the Stansted Express can can cost you a good few bob. Whereas yeah. with the heat, because the a heat row, it's a tube, it's not as expensive. Okay, it's
0: about thirty pound for the train from uh, Stansted, Stansted into yeah. Liverpool Street.
1: Yeah, so it can work Returning. expensive. expensive, uh, whereas if you get the tube from Heathrow into central London, it's definitely much cheaper. Now, don't get me wrong, it is longer. Mm-hmm. You're looking at about 45 to 55 minutes. Uh, there's a lot of stops, but... Uh, what's nice about that is a lot of the some of the line is uh, overground and then it goes underground so you are getting some sights there as well coming yeah. in mm. but I always recommend anybody of my friends or family going I always if they can Heathrow though as well the only downside with that is Heathrow can be more expensive mm. to fly into so I suppose you have to weigh up
0: Isn't there a Heathrow express as well it gets you in like 15 minutes yeah, or something crazy does. quick yeah yeah. yeah yeah, but again it's expensive. pricey yeah, mm, it's, yeah. the
1: trains are pricey in London yeah
0: And what about staying where in London would you recommend Um, people to stay for the first time?
1: Well, one of my favourite properties that I I sell loads of uh, uh, from Click and Go would be the St. Giles. Yeah, Uh, Because it's a great location. People can jump on the tube straight in. You're walking distance then to Covent Garden, Leicester Square, Shaftesbury Mm. Avenue, which which is where all the theatres are. Marble Arch, Hyde Park. It's a fantastic location. Uh, the President Hotel there in Russell Square, again, another lovely location, uh, very central, walking distance to Covent Garden, Soho, Leicester Square, uh, wow. Oxford Street. Um, but there is other great properties in places like Paddington, uh, a bit maybe further out on the outskirts, Kensington, again, with those They'll all have great transport links, but you are going to have to use the metro, the, metro, the underground. <laughs> you are going to have to use the underground to get in and out to mm. central London.
2: So the, the St Giles is near Oxford Street, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah.
1: just off Oxford Street towards mm. the end of Oxford Street towards um, Marble Arch. Yeah, we way.
2: actually we sell a good bit to the St Giles, yeah. and it's really well priced. Yeah, it's like, really like it's really for it is really really well priced. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, as I say, when you go away on city break, especially to London, mm. you just want somewhere to put your head down yeah. uh, and explore, you know, and you're literally, it's you're right in the heart of things. If you're a shopping, a shopaholic, mm. Oxford Street is like, you know, it's an amazing spot. It is, it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: But it really is, you're, you're right there, Wes, what you said, that, you know, when you're going on a city break, it really is about... Location, you know, uh, I know some people love their comfort and going to a four and five star hotel, yeah. Um but having having the main, um, sorry, your hotel being in the main location, mm-hmm. that's really what you need because you're going to be popping out, popping back, you know, you you don't want to be cheap
0: and cheerful, yeah, that's
2: want. That, exactly really, and once you know, and at this stage nowadays, all hotels realistically are going to be clean, comfortable, mm-hmm. safe, Not secure, sad. all that sort of stuff, you know, so, um, it's it's about location.
1: And another great thing I think about London as well is like it's a very safe city. Mm. Like I lived there for 13 years and even with all, like when I worked in Piccadilly Circus, we would have always been on severe alert and certain But the police presence everywhere in in, te- in central London is fantastic. Uh, but it's just a really, it's a really safe city. Mm. Uh, the transport at night, like once the clubs close, they have night buses everywhere. So, you know, if you are further out, you know, having to pay fork out crazy prices on cabs. They literally have night buses running all twenty four hours. Yeah, it's everywhere. a very well connected city. It's, oh, the transport is amazing. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, when it doesn't go right, <laughs> it can take you hours. Your thirty minute journey can take you three, three mm. and a half, four hours. <laughs> really? But generally it's a fantastic city for transport and connection and brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's a great city. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> must go back. I haven't been there in about two years now
2: and it's quite buzzy as well isn't it around oh. the, like it does it uh, i was i was there for literally just one day mm. going over to watch a football match so it was it's literally a just a day <laughs> just a day trip um we done the stand said mm. thing found it really really handy um but yeah around after the game we went into to piccadilly Leicester square and all that sort of and it was busy it was really really busy but it was a great atmosphere a great oh. buzz again very safe yeah. very secure um you know it wasn't we were expecting it to be really expensive it wasn't. It's not too it was bad. too bad. No, at all. It was it was cool.
0: Anytime I'm there, I'm generally visiting a friend, so I stay with them and we usually stay outside of the center, like she used to live in Bethnal Green, so we'd stay in her part of London or another friend lived by Hampstead Heath so we'd stay around there and go for like big picnics in the park
1: Hampstead Heath is beautiful it's
0: stunning even she's moved back to Ireland and she's like god I'm, I I miss the old summer picnics <laughs> in Hampstead Heath where you can just watch the dogs running into the water and it's gorgeous if you go a little bit outside of the main centre bit okay, and yeah. less busy and less hectic yeah. but still like gorgeous and like Broadway Market near um, London Fields is lovely at the weekend to pick up like locally made food and healthy bits and bites and you know, Lovely. that's just fab.
1: But you have all your l- other little areas outside the centre of London like mm. Shoreditch, which yeah. is really trendy cool. If you again it's if you're into your happen. fashion, a lot of vintage shops there, mm. beautiful food.
0: And Bur- Lane one of my favourite places to go. Oh. Even the first two things I wrote down about London is Brick Lane, the Bagel Bake and the Boiler House Food Hall. <laughs> Brick Lane's amazing we used to go
1: there on a Sunday we'd have lovely uh, lovely Indian food yeah Yeah. and then have a few drinks but Brick Lane's amazing again very hipster Mm. Angel again another cracking spot loads of gorgeous little bars Mm. Uh, Borough Market Amazing, you more know, deliciousness. Yeah, literally, there's just so much to see there. It's mm. just, it's huge. It's
2: so, so, it's so get out of the city as well. Get out, get yeah, out, and go yeah, to the yeah, local boroughs. Right yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's so, as you say, it's so well connected. So, so easy
0: connected. Yeah, once you use the tube once or twice, you'll be flying at Brilliant. it and Brilliant. I think you can even get an app on your phone for mapping the tube as well so yeah. it's Planning really handy journey. so you can plan in advance before you leave your hotel that morning the stops you need to get off which line you need to go on cool it's a great old spot
2: yeah no it is
0: also I'd recommend going to the Harry Potter studios for any Harry Potter fans <laughs> out there well worth it you can easily spend about four or five hours at it that's in Watford,
1: right just outside uh yeah yeah you
0: can get the tube from Euston station and then there's shuttle buses it's a, it's pretty expensive it's about 45 pounds for an adult and 37 pounds for a child but oh my god if you're a harry potter fan it is unbelievable i think we spent a solid hour just in the gift shop like it's it's brilliant It is all the sets it is the behind the scenes it's all the costumes you walk into the the big hall it's just it's magical cool drink some butterbeer
1: but Butterbeer. The play Glass. in the West End, if you can get to the see that child. as well, yeah, is a phenomenal. Love to see that. Yeah, you do you would have to book it in advance yeah, though or check. Yeah, but it's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend.
2: There's another another thing actually we're looking at in product at the moment is um Land the oh. uh, Lego world one yeah, one and and we, yeah, we, we let it this, but Windsor it's either LEGO Land. I was going to say yeah, it's outside Windsor, Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just outside Windsor
1: but you could combine if you went to Legoland because Windsor is beautiful yeah mm. uh, so you could do your day trip to Legoland and then like lunch in Windsor because it's gorgeous mm. it's a lovely little uh, I don't know if you call it a town or a village <laughs> but it's it's gorgeous we were there for the day Uh, just your real traditional Mm. English you know the pubs the people the food it's about 20 minutes isn't it yeah it's about 20 yeah yeah, 20 25 minutes yeah the palace yeah Mm. as well Windsor Palace yeah Uh, Eton uh, Eton School which is where the princes went you know you often see them walking around Windsor with their impeccable uniforms (laughs) Uh, but yeah so that's it's lovely Windsor's lovely but not been to Legoland though. No. <laughs> well
2: actually we, we've started to get a few bookings, people coming on and uh, inquiring about Legoland <laughs> so we, we're definitely looking into it now in product to see if, if we can do it and if there's good ways of doing it and proper mm. ways and valuable ways of doing it, you know. Yeah,
0: that'd be class. Mm. You should start looking at selling the Harry Potter tours as well. Just we
2: saying. could as well. I know yeah. we're um, we're looking at um, a couple of different things in product now adding with add-ons like tickets Brilliant. and Brilliant. Work in progress.
0: Fabulous, great. Any other um, tips for London? Or places oh. to eat, places to drink? God, you know, our favorites. I
1: could be here all day. Yes, actually, in London. Top
0: brunch spot?
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> brunch. Jeez, I, if it's not, I've been back three years. It's probably all changed. But there's definitely <laughs> still one place that's there in Soho called the Breakfast Club.
0: Oh, yes, I've heard of the Breakfast Club. Now, you
1: will have to queue, mm. especially on the weekends. But I swear to God, if even if you have to wait 40, 45 minutes, the best breakfast in London. Mm. Uh, they have two actually now. Yeah. They have one in Soho and one in Angel. The one in Soho is tiny, so that's why there is a longer queue. way. Yeah, the one in Angel is bigger. But yeah, definitely the Breakfast Club. They also have a really good Italian chain over there as well called uh, Vapianos. I don't know if you've s- uh, seen that or no. It's uh, it's your essentially your fast food Italian, but more high end fast food. Like the food Aye, is nice. amazing. Uh, the food is really good. Really mm. good really good price so if you're in central London and you're fancying an Italian Mm. just just google Vapiano it's really really good Um, and then you can't go to London if you're a jazz fan you cannot go to London without visiting the famous Johnny Foxes in um Johnny Foxes in (laughs) Soho yeah brilliant yeah it's just a little jazz club yeah but they have live jazz singers every single night uh, if you like your it's just amazing. Can Very I nice. just I meant say when I was thinking about the jazz club in London, yeah. not Johnny Foxes, it's Ronnie thinking. Scott's. <laughs> I was sitting here and I'm like, Wesley it? So it's Ronnie I'm Scott's. i thinking
0: Johnny Fox's in the Wicklow Mountains. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't mind me. Um so if you're if you're into your jazz music, it's Ronnie Scott's in Soho and Leicester Square. Uh it's a perfect spot if you like jazz. Uh but there's just so much to do, like literally you can't even g- you'd have to go back four or five times to get if everything even, yeah, if more. even more yeah it's such a great city
0: yeah, so cool. go to London everybody yes. yeah cheap and cheerful weekend away <laughs> so Stephen what were you over in Liverpool for
2: went over Friday t- so today is what Monday uh, Me, all days are mixed up went over on Friday morning brought the young lad over to uh, Liverpool game uh, flew into Manchester Mm-hmm. So when we looked at it the flights into Liverpool were quite expensive. So looked at Manchester and I got them for nearly a, a fifth of the price. As Amazing. it happens. Yeah, really really cheap into Manchester. Uh so flew in really early Friday morning um and looked before we went and online we got uh, the train tickets from Man- Manchester Airport into Liverpool Lime Street. Now it took the guts of an hour and 20 minutes on the train. But return train fare cost, I think, 22 quid for the two of us, uh, from Manchester Airport straight into Liverpool. So, you know, we went straight from from Manchester Airport, straight in, one hour, 20 minutes, and we're in Liverpool then. So mm. it was really handy, quite cheap. We saved ourselves a fortune on, on the flights into Liverpool. Instead, um, in the Hope Street Hotel. Um, now, we were talking earlier on about hotels with location. This hotel is right up beside the Philharmonic that, Philharmonic, you, that you were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. So it's not what would be deemed right in the city centre. It's, if it took us ten, maybe 10 minutes to walk. Ten, that's all it is. So it's, it took us 10 minutes to walk from, from Lime Street up to the Hope Street Hotel. Um, beautiful hotel. Really uh, nice Georgian building. Uh, each room individually done. I mean, it was a cracking hotel. Um, another hotel that I uh, stay in when I go to Liverpool is the Novotel. Now, the Novotel is right beside what is now the main shopping area in Liverpool, called Liverpool One.
1: One. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it's it? Brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I mean,
2: it is a... There's an indoor and an outdoor shopping area part of Liverpool One. Mm. Like, the outdoor part is quite a hub now, in the summer in particular, where there's a whole... Have you been up to the rooftop area? No, I haven't, it's no. It's brilliant. The whole rooftop area, is a big... Um, Garden rooftop garden, sort of thing, oh, and they have uh, shows up there. There's a stand, there's a stage, and um, there was a big uh, beach area when we were up there the last summer, it's the middle of summer. And mm-hmm. um, they have restaurants like numerous amounts of restaurants. They've got ice cream uh, machines, we so they've fun. got everything going on up the top of Liverpool. One um, and then you've got maybe three levels below, four levels below, where you've got all. Shops and the escalators will take you from floor to floor. So Liverpool One is the main shopping area, and but that is shopping, and it's and it's restaurants and bars as well. Yeah. Um, and that Novotel is is right beside. But there's, look, there's tons of different. There's tons and tons and tons of different hotels. I've stayed in one before up beside um Lime Street Station called the Liner Hotel. It would be a three star, but it's right beside the station. So you know, for anyone that's that wants to be close to the station, if they're if they're doing the Manchester thing that we do, mm. um, you can stay in the, the Liner Hotel. Wouldn't be as as swish as um, as the Novotel or the Hope Street, but it was was still up. But there's tons of tons of different different hotels. Um, the main thing about Liverpool is, I think, is the atmosphere and the nightlife and the people. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, they are I've absolutely. Heard it's a hopping spot for nightlife. Uh, it is. You've got obviously you've got Matthew Street. Matthew Street will be your stereotypical um, nightlife road as such as it's, a, it's, a, it's a pedestrian area and you've got the Cavern Club the Beatles story mm. all down around that area um, it is lively and it's busy and it's you know it wouldn't be for families no. It it is it is lively to to, to put it that way um, but then you've got another area called Arena Square that'd be very hip really lively real hip um, you've got Albert Dock Albert Dock Albert yeah, Dock, Dock is lovely. brilliant I mean, down, down in Albert Dock you've got the Tate Gallery um, there's lo there's loads of galleries actually. Now I haven't yeah. been to them because <laughs> uh, every time I, <laughs> I go over, it's usually a football trip or a lad's trip or something like that. Um, but there's tons and tons of different museums and galleries. up you know, and a an lot of them are down in in Albert Dock. Mm. Um, you've got obviously, um, you know, Anfield. Liverpool, <laughs> yeah, Anfield, yeah, that's that is one of the main attractions going over to to, to Liverpool are the football trips. So you've got Anfield, um. Liverpool Football Club, and then you've got a uh, Goodison Park, home of Everton Football Club. So you can go to either one, then you can do stadium tours. Um I've done a stadium tour previously in, in Anfield. I would always book them um in advance. You know, you need to be looking that if you're going over there for a game, um you you're not going to be able to do a stadium tour on the day of a game. The day after a game usually isn't a problem, but you need to be you need to be looking at this. But the stadium tour, again, we, we talk about it all the time. And um, mm. it's it's a it's a must-do. And they're family days, they're not just for for lads going, they're for fathers, sons, daughters, mothers. They're absolutely for for everybody, mm. and they, they will love it. And you don't have to follow that club to uh, to, to do the stadium tour. You you get an insight into the, into the history of the city and the history of the club. Um, they, they will love it. They will have to, and they're, they're quite cheap to do as well. They're not they're not that expensive. Um again just sort of talking about things to do for families in Liverpool because it's a real family city there's in Liverpool one there's a thing called the Junkyard Golf Club it's like a crazy golf an indoor crazy golf okay. so we were looking to sort of, you know waste away a couple of hours because mm. you're you know you're walking around the weather wasn't great um so we want we needed to to sort of get in for for a couple of hours. didn't want to go and sit in the pub but with with the with the, you know, there was two of us there with, with our own kids. So we went to the to the junkyard um Crazy Golf. Was you know, oh, it was brilliant. No, it was probably probably an hour and a half, two hours uh, indoor crazy golf. Bit of crack. I There's, love a bit of crazy golf. Yeah, oh, there was, me too. There was, there was so little, much there was fun. a jump zone and there was like um an interactive zone as well. So it's mm. it's indoors and it's right in the centre of Liverpool one. Mm. So you're you're right in this in the city centre. Um and then obviously look you've the, the food and drink, we've talked about how lively um Liverpool is and, and the very centre of Liverpool is. But a um The food over there, like, there's some amazing Brazilian, Argentinian restaurants. We went up to Chinatown after the game the other night, and um, went in and really inexpensive, really good Chinese food. And qu- Chinatown's quite small. Um, but we it was probably half eleven when we got up there now. Mm. Um, and it was really cheap, great. Um, but the, yeah, the food is there's a big foodie scene over there now as well in Liverpool. Yeah. It's not just, you know, I think the the stereotypical. Um, view of Liverpool used to be stags and hens central, and while while you do get stags and hens, I I think there's a lot more to Liverpool nowadays um, than than just stags and hens, and and more to it than the, than the football scene as well. There's so like much to do. That's Culture a really was.
0: big thing with destinations that would be previously thought of as stags and hens, or like groups of lads or groups of girls are kind of having a resurgence as their own destination with loads of stuff going on like even the Magalus and Santa Pondas that they're trying to cut down on those groups a bit. Yeah, but you and see... And same with cities. But don't, don't forget, what you get with what you them. get
2: with stags and hens going is you'll get groups of lads going over on a stag, for example, and they really enjoy it. They see there's more to a city than mm. just and come back. the inside of a pub and nightclub. And they'll, then they'll come back with their wives or girlfriends, whatever yeah. it might mm. be. And then they'll see more of the city doing it that way. They'll do the open-top bus. They'll do the, I think it's the Viking splash thing that goes down in Albert Dock, Dock whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. So, you know, you do all these things when you're, when you're going over as, as a couple or as yeah. a family, more so than when you're going over oh, a Stags, Stags and Hens. So, so the Stags and Hens is like the, the introduction to the city for an <laughs> awful lot of people. You know, it's the same with Newcastle. Like the Newcastle before, it's the same sort of thing. You go over there as, 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 on a Stags, but you get to see that there's a lot more to the city than, than you then mm-hmm. you think you just don't have the time to do it on a sex party yeah. so so, you, <laughs> so <laughs> you'll uh, yeah, or, 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 the, or the people that want to do it <laughs> with you so you'll get to go, go back to it and Liverpool has certainly progressed over the years oh, um, definitely. yeah there's, I mean I when I was there 20 years ago there was a lot of you know when I say derelict there was a lot of buildings that weren't being used mm-hmm. and even walking from the Hope Street Hotel down to um, Lime Street Station to the day that's the area that, that I remember that, that there was an awful lot of sort of like huge buildings as such um, no not anymore they were all loads of restaurants loads of nice little bars um, sushi loads of sushi restaurants we yeah, saw yeah. as well so you no know, there's a whole regeneration going on mm. um, even up around Anfield the same sort of thing there's a lot of money gone into the into the local areas as well so no I have to say brilliant Thanks. people brilliant city brilliant food And what's great
1: (laughs) about going on a weekend away to like Liverpool, Manchester or up north is you're getting more value for your money because Mm -hmm. it's much more cheaper in terms of food, drink uh, and even theatre. Because like, for example, Liverpool has three gorgeous theatres up there that would get a lot of the UK tours. Mm. So shows that are in the West End that go on tour. But if you see them in, if you're in Liverpool and say... I don't know, let's say Matilda is on tour there. You you'll pay a fraction of the price for tickets there than what you will in the West that's End. That's right. So yeah. and the, another great tip if you're going to Liverpool or places like Manchester, it's not out the option to see a good show because they go on tour to yeah. all those places as well. So you're getting really good value for your money as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yep. Lovely.
2: So I think that's um most people I think most Irish people at stage have been to Liverpool, <laughs> it seems. Mo- most have. I'd but it to um does sure. th- a does a little um there's a few little tips there, and so hopefully people
0: visit. So I suppose Edinburgh. Um, so mm-hmm. I've only been there once on a proper proper city break, and then every other time it's been visited my brother. Uh, it's a fab city. I love Scotland. Absolutely love Scotland. Scottish accent, Scottish people, <laughs> all fantastic. <laughs> Was <laughs> <Wes>. uh, <laughs> making some faces here he is, yeah. Scottish
1: boys <laughs> <laughs>
0: men in their kilts uh, yeah no it's a brilliant city and it's absolutely stunning from the castle to the food to just strolling through Princess Street strolling through the gardens it's an absolutely fab city did, uh, you, f-
1: did you try the deep fried Mars bar? I have
0: not tried a deep fried Mars bar, no, and no. I'd actually love to. Yeah, it sounds I had amazing.
1: No, I yeah. haven't. I've had no. a deep
0: fried cheesecake when I was in Canada. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty delish. So oh, I'd Jesus. say I'd only love a deep fried Mars bar. Well, will just oh. the list for next time. Yes.
2: <laughs> and how would you get from like from from Edinburgh Airport into the centre?
0: There's a bus, but well, there's two buses. i very it. quick. Very quick, and they're like four pound fifty single, seven fifty return, so cheap and handy. No mm. bother. I think it's like maybe 20 minutes, half an hour into the city. Um, And when you're in the city, the main street is Princess Street. And it's filled with all the shops. All the shops you could possibly want are on Princess Street. And opposite it are the gardens. And then beyond that is the Royal Mile and the castle. So it's like a nice nice little section of thirds. Okay. So on Princess Street, you have all your shops. And you have the big department store Jenners. It's kind of like debnams but nicer Nicer. yeah um it's a gorgeous old building and it's a it's a very traditional type of department store and it's absolutely gorgeous and yeah so then when you go across to the princess street gardens that's where the national museum is and it's where a lot of stuff for fringe fest in august would be and it's gorgeous to just sit and stroll through when I was there uh, in college, we just, like, chilled out in the gardens for a while, took photos, admired the view of the castle. <laughs> and uh, then there's little windy streets that will bring you up to the Royal Mile, which is, I think, just just over a mile. Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's an Did exact mile. <laughs> no, I remember reading that it's oh just over a mile and it's all on a gradient. Um, so at the very top of the Royal Mile is the castle which is a fantastic place it's to visit. It's supposed to be phenomenal, yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous and the views that you get over Edinburgh are stunning from it. I think every day around one o'clock they shoot the cannons. Okay. Um, So you can always go up there for that and have sore eardrums. <laughs> and right beside the castle is the camera obscura, which was one of my favourite things to do. So it's a it's a building with loads of optical illusions and this really old, old style camera that's like there's an opening in the ceiling and it's a big round dome and you can look into it and see the city in it. It's really, really cool. You could easily spend two, two and a half hours there and a great place for kids. As a big kid, it was fantastic. So I'd say kids would absolutely love it. And then across from that, if you're an adult, there's a whiskey museum or a Scotch Ah, museum and Scotch experience. So if you want a few tipples to get you back down the Royal Mile, that's the place to go Um, and other things to do are mary's king's close so mary's king's close if when you're walking down the royal mile you'll see there's loads of like really small alleyways off to the side and mary's king's close is down one of them and it's the old city so the way the city was built were kind of the streets were layered on top of each other so you go i don't know couple of feet underground and you see the streets the way they used to be wow. with all the buildings stacked atop each other and they have actors playing it and they have stuff oh, like cool. flying out of windows and i think they show you all about um the plague that was in the city and it's a really really good experience and gives you great insight into the history of edinburgh um i think it's about an hour an hour and a half okay well worth doing and i don't think it's that expensive maybe under 20 pounds okay brilliant and near that as well, um, it's down by uh Bobby Bobby Fry Bobby Fryer's the little dog that stayed by his owner's graveside for like years. There's a little statue of him, and near there is the Elephant House, the Elephant Cafe, which is where J.K. Rowling got inspiration for the first Harry Potter <laughs> book. Because, of course, I was going to bring Harry Potter into this. Yeah, so it has like loads of pictures of uh, Harry Potter related stuff and pictures of her. And there's a view out of it where you can see up to the castle, which is supposedly what inspired her for Hogwarts Castle in Harry Potter. And as of recently, there's also Harry Potter walking of Edinburgh. So that's on my list for the next time uh-huh. I'm there.
1: Amazing, yeah. If you're with Edinburgh as well, if you're if you do like theatre and you haven't been to Edinburgh, you need to go to Edinburgh during Fringe, Fringe Fest in August. Yeah, it is. I'm now there, I've not been, but a lot of my friends would be actors, actresses, and it's supposed to thousands be thousands of things phenomenal. On, yeah, yeah uh, and the buzz, and you're seeing really good quality theatre for really good prices. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and
0: not even theatre. There's all. All the comedians you know and love perform at it. Yeah. New and upcoming comedians. It just looks absolutely fantastic. You'd probably want to be booking it around now if yeah. you are going to book your accommodation before it gets booked out. Yeah. But like my brother has said, it's just like an unbelievable time. In um, Edinburgh when it's on, the whole city is just buzzing and there's so much to see and so much to watch.
2: So what weekend is that on? What week
0: is it on? Oh, uh, I'm not 100% sure. August. August sometime. I August. Would, yeah, we'd
2: Google it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Google Google, it. Google it. Edinburgh Festival, it'll tell you everything.
0: Google Edinburgh Fringe Fest and you'll find it. But it lasts for, I think it lasts for over the space of a week or two weeks. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. It could
1: even be the month if I remember. It make, Yeah, it's long. Months. It's a long yeah. festival. Yeah.
0: So pick a weekend. And I think the schedule comes out in a, in a month or so. Okay. So you'll be able to see who's going to be performing at it. But definitely
2: worthwhile. Another thing about Edinburgh as well—that's Hogmanay, isn't it? The the New Year's Hogmanay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's meant to be spectacular at New Year.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd say I've never been f- to mm. Edinburgh before, but I'd say it's, it's unbelievable. A it's a bucket yeah. list. One, yeah, of all places to spend New Year's, like the Scots would do it right. <laughs> yeah. <for sure>.
1: And <laughs> what times of the year do you generally go, Eleanor? Because it can be cold over there if you're travelling in the uh, winter.
0: So the last night I was there was in July, um, and it was lovely gorgeous yeah it was mm. really nice I'm sure everywhere had an amazing summer last yeah, year yeah, true. Um, and then the time I was there during college was January and it was pretty Baltic yeah like we did have to stop a few times for a hot toddy <laughs> um, oh hot toddy but you know it's Any a solid excuse. excuse to go into the exactly. pub exactly so like every city you know yeah. you'll find something to do when there's the cold weather like yeah. Edinburgh Castle, Camerick Sierra Mary's Kings Close all inside and some underground so there's always stuff going on and then my two food recommendations because you have to have some yeah, are the dome. So it's on I think it's called Charles Street. It's like the next big street up from Prince's Street away from the castle. And it's an absolutely stunning building. And the food is delicious. We went there the last time for a bit of lunch and a few gins. And it, it was gorgeous. The food is absolutely delish. And the the roof of it is like gorgeous has gorgeous glass and designs on it and it's a really n- nice little luxe place for a few Lovely, yeah. few daytime drinks and then another place he went was a brazilian restaurant la fazenda it's also it's off charles's street between charles's and prince's street and it's uh like brazilian barbecue and you can have like i think they have about 20 different meats or so and the waiters just come round with the meats to each table. If you want oh, cool. a bit, let them know. You have a, a little card that's red and green. And if you want more meat, you have it on green. If you don't, that put it on sounds red. Deadly. If the yeah, meat isn't cooked cool. the way you like it, they'll go get some and bring it back to you like 10, 15 minutes later. And if you don't eat meat, it has an unbelievable salad bar. So you won't go hungry if you're a vegetarian. And it's just oh, absolutely delicious. And the wines are unbelievable highly sounds recommend. It's good, yeah. And you also have to try your uh haggis with your neeps and tatties.
2: Ooh, you? Yeah, it's actually hmm?
0: grand. Is it? Yeah. Really. Like when you think about what it is, it's like chicken, a bit disgusting. it it's just and it's like sheep intestines. <laughs> oh <my
2: God. laughs>
0: but it tastes grand. Like when I when I had it, it came with the the neeps and the tatties and like a a whisky kind of gravy. So it's was grand. I can't remember where exactly we got it, but you have to give it a go. But yeah, Edinburgh is a brilliant city. There's loads going on, loads to see and do. Great chops. Cheap oh, enough? recommend.
2: Wouldn't be as expensive, obviously, as London, I wouldn't imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it would be fairly cheap. Mm. Like, I remember paying by £2 for a whiskey and Coke. Okay,
1: that's all right. <laughs> yeah, <it's not> <laughs> <pounds>. Jesus, get so me cheap there. Cheap and cheerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've heard the people are gorgeous as well. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Love yeah lovely, friendly. Yeah. yeah.
0: When I was there in July it was for a wedding and uh we met up with our Scottish friends in Edinburgh. Yeah. Any chance to listen to a Scottish accent <laughs> and, and there. Yeah, it's a brilliant city break and definitely a lot cheaper than London would be. Or I don't know, maybe even Liverpool. I don't know. Liverpool was I'd say they'd be both cheap enough.
2: Liverpool was cheap enough. It wasn't mm. I mean was spot look, you can do it as you want. You can go to, you know, drinking in the hotel. Um, is obviously going to be more expensive than if you go down to the, the city centre. Yeah. If you go into one of the, the bars in Matthew Street, Liverpool, you're going to pay more than you would if you went to one of the ones off the street. So, mm. yeah, look, it's like any city. It's like Dublin, like anywhere.
0: Yeah, and if you had a good few days in Edinburgh, I'd definitely recommend going out of the city a bit to see a little bit of the countryside because the countryside in Scotland is just gorgeous and into the highlands, it's phenomenal. Absolutely breathtaking countryside oh, and sad. seeing all the hairy cows, yeah. hairy coos. <laughs> it's just, it's great. Uh, Scotland's a great country. Love it. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's it. So that's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Wes and Stephen, and thank you for listening. We hope you've been enjoying the podcast and the destinations we've been covering. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop us an email at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode and all our previous episodes, please subscribe, rate it or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it and spread the word. And if you've a minute to spare, we also have a short and sweet survey about our podcast uh, as Stephen and I want to make the podcast as enjoyable as possible for you. So the link is in the episode notes. And if you want to check out London, Liverpool, Edinburgh or any other city breaks, check out clickandgo.com. Next week, we'll be talking about Italy from Sorrento to Venice. So until then, goodbye.